Oh, Truman. What's up? Whoa, I just was channeled through my body. 14-year-old Mike. We just had a banger combo. We talked about some music stuff. I was talking about yeah. music because I... New guitar alert. New guitar alert. Little, uh, little uh, taste of what's going to come in the episode. Mm-hmm. Uh, also was on a podcast that's not this one. Uh, and so we talked about that. And we talked about... Some, we read read some tweets. Tweets with Truman! Hey, we uh, talked about some books and books. how to intentionally pick the books that you want to read. Intentionally pick your notes. Uh, uh, I think that's enough. That's enough. So li- there's some more stuff that we didn't mention, of course. If but you're about it, you're about it. If you're about it, you're a real one. Yeah. You're a real one. Oh, yeah. Real one. Leave a review if you like it. Leave a review on uh, Apple Podcasts. And um, and follow us on social media. Yeah. At Convos with Humans or at Convos W Humans. All right. Listen up. Enjoy. Uh, was on a podcast. And actually, this was my first podcast guest appearance. Yeah, I've never been on a podcast before. Yeah. That, I mean, aside from our own, like the Connected right, right. Creators podcast, yeah. this podcast. So what was, uh, like, it was on uh, Canyon's podcast. Uh-huh. So Canyon was on our podcast a couple episodes ago, but he has a brand called, how's my, uh, is it sounding quiet? Because I have the, there, what about louder? Yeah. Whatever, <laughs> screw it. I was trying to use the pop filter because i don't mm-hmm. want to assault anyone's ears with a p sound but anyway brandon or uh <laughs> bermuda <laughs> bermuda plus canyon is brandon <laughs> <laughs> their baby <laughs> so canyon has a brand called bermuda collective and it's all about facing fear and anxiety yeah that's like his mission which he talked about a little bit on our episode and so I went over to his studio uh, in Provo and he's got like art on the walls and like Xbox and like some merch hanging around and that was pretty vibey. Mm -hmm. And we pretty much just hopped into it. I didn't realize it until after, but we recorded it on Canyon's birthday. Oh, yeah. Afterwards. So he also, uh, working with him is a guy named Brady. And uh, afterwards, Brady said that he was the birthday boy. I was like, what? I had no idea it was his birthday. But, um, you know, Canyon's birthday, perfect opportunity for me to talk about myself. (laughs) Perfect. I had to jump on the opportunity immediately. And, oh, I think we got uh, Millie coming back in the room. We'll not pay attention. It's probably raining too much. I think it's raining too much. Is it raining too much? She's... Oh, she she's freaking. Oh, my goodness. All right, you better not bark. Millie's been featured on uh, previous episodes of the podcast. Mm-hmm. If you're a listener, you know. But yeah, doing Canyon's episode, it was just cool because, like, when we do a podcast together, we're not, like, talking about our story because, like, you and I were both there. <laughs> yeah. You know, we don't got to talk about yeah. it because we lived it. And so it's not like casually where I'm like asking you questions right. type of thing. Uh-huh. But when I'm on another podcast, it like is an opportunity to like high level share the story. Like, mm-hmm. and I want to do more podcasts cause they'll ask different questions on different, uh, Oh, Millie. Oh my goodness. Hey, Millie. 
She is wilding out right now. She's a wild one. Oh, man. Anyway, if anyone wants to listen to it, just search The Bermuda Collective on Spotify. Or if you go to their website, thebermudacollective.com, I think, there's a, a link. Uh, and, yep, I talked about myself a whole bunch on Canyon's birthday. <laughs> How long did it go? It's like an hour. Okay. So we were planning on going 30 minutes, but, you know, me, blabby, blabbermouth. Mm. Especially when I'm talking about myself. I, I can uh, keep going. Yeah. But it was good. It was a little nerve-wracking. Like, I was a little nervous, but it came out fine. That's it. Yeah. Shout out to uh, Bermuda Collective. Shout out Bermuda. They lit. Also got a yerba mate I be sipping on. You also have another. Oh, yeah. Another new addition yep. to my... Uh, to Mike's Matrix, <laughs> to the world of Mike's Matrix. It is a new guitar. Yes, sir. So why? Why'd you get a new one? Um, so the guitar I had prior, <laughs> the guitar I had, I mean, I still have it, but I got it when I was like seven, maybe even six. I was living in. So it was like Power Ranger, power like a Power Ranger guitar? No, it's like a, my parents got me a guitar way too big for me. So the first couple of years of having that guitar, I couldn't even use it because mm-hmm. it was like weight. Like I literally like it was too big for my arms. So I had to like grow into it. And I also later had bought an electric guitar that turned into my primary guitar. I, I mean, I still played my acoustic a little bit, but I really didn't start playing that guitar how it should be played until like three years ago or so. I'd say even two years ago. Maybe no, maybe even like, like yeah, a year ago. A year ago is when I really started to go hard on that guitar. Mm -hmm. And something about it is that the neck is like slightly cracked a little bit, Mm -hmm. and so like by when it bends, like since it's slightly bent, higher notes on the fretboard I just like can't hit. And at first I thought it was like the strings, but I restrung it, and it still like gave me the same issue. And so. It, like, really started to restrict my playing because, like, if I wanted to use, like, a capo on a higher fret or something, I the notes would just kind of, like, buzz. Mm-hmm. Um, it's kind of hard to explain. But so this guitar, though, I found it on Facebook Marketplace, and it was, like, 150 bucks. It's a Yamaha uh, FD02, and I Googled it before, and it was, like, a it's like a $250 guitar or so. So it's not like it's a really nice guitar, but Yamaha makes really sturdy guitars. So I think that this is just my gateway into the world of Yamaha guitars. And then my next one will just be like a step above. Yeah. Like a little bit nicer. Like the $500 guitar range is kind of like the next bracket up. And um, it's just a perfect guitar. Honestly, it like blew away my expectations. Like, because I was a little nervous, like, buying a guitar during COVID. It's not like I'm going to sit there and play it mm-hmm. with them sitting right there. So I pretty much just took the guitar and ran mm-hmm. type of thing. And I also, I was just like, uh, would you take 125 They're like, yep, boom. Because I, I was like, should I, like, 150 bucks still a pretty good deal, but should I at least give a counteroffer? Because it had yeah. been up for, like, five days. Yeah, it's worth it. To- so I was like, 125 They're like, yep, boom. That was last night that I found it. And then this morning I went and I picked it up. And so I've been playing it today for a couple hours and it's just like, 
it feels good. It's, it feels like a resolution, you know? Like, because it's been so long that I haven't been able to play certain songs mm-hmm. because they use notes that I that don't work on that guitar. Yeah. And I've also just been playing way more. Like, the last year, I've been playing the guitar more than in my entire life. Like, literally every day. I've been playing every day for hours. Mm-hmm. And I, just because I kind of found my pocket, found my reason, found what I want to do with it, found a direction to take, and now mm-hmm. I'm just running with it. Yeah. Because it's like there's all sorts of different guitar playing, guitar types, like classical guitar or like doing lead guitar, which is like solos and stuff, like kind of what you were more into. Mm-hmm. But then also like rhythm guitar, which is like chords mm-hmm. and all that. And so I've been really obsessing over just chords and like learning more chords, learning chords and songs that I love. Like uh, I used to just like keep the songs that I learned in my head. And just, like, when I play, just kind of, like, recall, like, oh, yeah, I can play Blackbird and just kind of remember them. But then what I started doing uh, this year is I made a playlist on Spotify. And every time I learned a new song, I would put it on that playlist so that when I practice, like, over time, once that playlist gets to more songs, like 100 songs, I just shuffle it. And then a random song will come up, and that'll tell me what to play. Because now, then when I'm practicing, I'm not like, oh, what should I play? Or and I also would don't I'll like evenly distribute my practice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It'll keep you rounded. It keeps me rounded. Uh-huh. And so I've been doing that, and now it's like the list. It's built up quite a bit, and I can just shuffle it, and just like, it'll give me a song that I know that if I look up the chords, I can play it. Mm-hmm. So, little tip: if anyone out there plays guitar, instead of keeping it in your head, it's good to. Make a playlist. Because also, another thing for me, too, with how I've kind of done music is I like to, like, hear the song and know the song before playing the song. Because then playing the song is way easier. Like, when I played the violin, um, I kind of, like, it's kind of weird how this kind of spirals, but I just was pretty bad at practicing, like, my teacher wanted me to practice, like, an hour every day or so. And I would maybe hop on for, like, 10 to 15 minutes, get antsy, and then not. Or I would just stop practicing. if mm-hmm. I, Because I, that's why a, your teacher will really stay on top of you to practice. And, um, you know, after, like, not practicing and having to show up knowing I didn't practice, what it made me do is get really good at, like, sight reading. Because I never... I would just show up and she'd be like, all right, we'll find out if you practice this week. She'll pull up the songs that I was supposed to learn. And then I'm, I'm like looking at it like I've never seen this before because mm-hmm. the last time I saw it was at my lesson a week prior where yeah. she told me to learn it. And then I was just like sight reading it. And I was bad at first, but overdoing that with multiple teachers, multiple orchestras over years of time, I literally got to a point where I – I remember I had a concert one time where there was a song that I like didn't know how to play. And I was the concert master, which means everyone's looking at me. So there's crazy pressure on me. Yeah. That's like, Mike, everyone's looking to you to know which way their bow is going up or down. Because <laughs> when you look at an orchestra, they're moving in motion. Unison. Like up, down to every up, down, up bow, down bow, everyone's trying to sync together, at least a good orchestra. And so I'm sight reading this music, playing it with, you know, hundreds of people watching me out there and the whole orchestra watching me. (laughs) But I got good at it. Like, Mm -hmm. that's kind of my lane of music where I got really good is, like, hand me, like, a piece of music and I can, like, 
play it. But yeah. especially that turned into like if I can hear a song in my head, then I can play it. Because when you're playing with an orchestra, you're able to listen to each other. You don't just play and not pay attention. Because for me, when I'm playing, I'm not even looking at my music because I'm looking to the other players in the orchestra. So that's also part of why I'm like playing by ear is because I'm making sure that everyone like that everyone's in sync. Mm-hmm. That's kind of like your job. Yeah. And so with guitar, I've just been like learning songs that I like. You know, that's a huge change from playing like random music. Like when you're first, like let's say you're taking piano lessons, it's not like you're going to your piano teacher and you're like, "Hey, I want to learn a uh, Pink Matter by Frank Ocean." <laughs> You can do like as you get older. I think that's more so how lessons go. Is like what music you want to learn. Yeah. But when you're younger, there's it's like row 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 your boat. There's music books. Yeah. And within the books, there are like book one, book two, book three, book four. There's you know dozens of books. And as you go through it, they get progressively harder until uh, and there's just new songs throughout the whole thing that teach you different techniques because there'll be like you know different rhythms, different styles, or like different i don't know whatever mm-hmm. complexities but anyway kind of to close this this loop the new guitar is going to be fun to like grow with yeah. because i haven't been able to grow with this i've i maxed out with this past guitar and so now i have another guitar that can take me to a, another level so i'm excited for that that's lit and that's exciting I'm excited to just kind of like for me, I've realized it's like the, the guitar has kind of become my instrument, but also my voice is becoming my instrument. Like I want to get really good with my voice, like mm-hmm. at understanding where my voice fits in best, you know, because everyone's voice is different mm-hmm. and you don't want to try and fit a square into a round hole. Yeah. It's about finding where your voice strives and then like leaning into it. Mm-hmm. And I kind of have like a, higher voice like uh um more like a throat voice than like a than like a a super deep yeah like a bass voice uh-huh. and so it's really fun just trying to experiment with different melodies with my voice and then playing being able to play chords like mm-hmm. i don't want to necessarily be like jimmy hendrix doing guitar solos but I want to be so comfortable on the guitar that I can play and sing any song. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But uh, guitar, like specifically acoustic guitar, it's crazy how you can like connect with an instrument. Because I've connected with instruments before, and I've like not agreed with instruments before, and like trying to like experimented in different worlds of like types of instruments. Like when I played the flute. I thought that I could be interested in the flute and I like how the flute sounds, Mm -hmm. but for me, it wasn't my instrument. But the cool thing about music is like how expansive, like I want to learn the cello in the future. I want to learn, I want to get really good at the piano, uh, maybe the saxophone a little bit. Yeah. Like who knows? Like I just want to do, do it all. It's like a buffet. Yeah. My walk out of the buffet. I'm like, Ooh, I want some chow mein, Want some egg rolls? Mm-hmm. My sister Talia, she played the saxophone. Oh, really? So yeah, I feel like I missed the ball. Like I dropped the ball growing up because 
with taking a music well yeah like in my extended family i mean we're my whole extended family is extremely musically talented like every one of them plays an instrument Mm. like all 15 16 of my cousins or whatever wow and like it was kind of like a requirement like in our family like Mm -hmm. it was like you know like people play sports and whatnot yeah it was like okay like what sport are you playing it was like Uh okay what instrument do you want to learn like it was like that and uh it like because like teal played uh the flute and then talia played the saxophone and like jocelyn played the bass and the clarinet and like a lot of my girl cousins played the the clarinet Hmm. and then like um my other cousin jared he now like plays the drums really well and like so it's like but i like it kind of like got to me and i I didn't really have a particular like answer of like one that i wanted to learn yeah and like my parents got me a guitar like an acoustic guitar when i was Mm -hmm. younger and i like had it but i was like never got lessons like i didn't know where to start it was just kind of like oh i had it let's just like strum every once in a while yeah yeah there's no like plan of like how to go about it yeah you know and uh-huh. so i feel like i i missed that uh wave but like my well it's coming back around yeah, it's because it's for, like in 10 more years if you just don't do it still you're gonna just say oh i i missed it again you know yeah it's same with like crypto like yeah. music and crypto like learning music you can always say yeah. i wish i would have started learning guitar a year earlier because i'd yeah. be that much better now it's like everything <laughs> yeah that's why you gotta just yeah. The the thing for me is like do. the the time dedication. Like, uh-huh. so there's there's so many things that like it's 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 not about whether or not I can do it or whether or not I think I can do it. You know what I mean? Like, it's mm-hmm. not like a confidence thing. It's like a time commitment thing. Like, I know yeah. that. Like, I'm you're spending hours like a day. I I can't do that, but I can probably do like half an hour a day you know what i mean well and that's all you need to do yeah like just because i'm doing hours a day mm-hmm. it's hard to like practice for long periods of time if you don't really like kind of have and i'm sure that it would fun with it would it, I get guess. like it would, like once you get better it gets yeah, more fun yeah it would it'd be like something you want to do it's like that yeah totally yeah i feel like that's how i'm looking at it right now it's, it's like, like i don't want to practice yeah, i don't want to practice because it's like it's not fun you know it's like not something that i want to do it's like if i want if i like it's like with skateboarding like people skate hours a day but like even right now it's like i don't think i could skate for two hours a day like i would just get really bored you know Uh but like there was a time in my life where that's all i did you know yeah but um i think that also what can make it more interesting is like uh learning songs that you can sing at the same time mm -hmm. that are basic it's like learning chords and then just basic like one two three four strumming pattern like not any crazy like like create strumming yeah, pattern just yeah, like, yeah. like constant like, with the downbeat yeah and yeah. then practice singing along with uh that formula mm-hmm. and just finding song like even like songs that you've been hearing forever are some of the best ones like skinny love or pursuit of happiness because like it's easier to sing because you're so familiar with the song yeah yeah so it helps to listen to the music that you're learning and to sing along in the car. Because if you can sing along in the car, it's the same thing. You could even try and transition into like playing the song in your headphones and then singing and playing 
mm-hmm. and then like record yourself or something mm-hmm. and then listen later without the other music and you can kind of hear like oh wow this is like if if i did a mike ritchie cover of this song this yeah. is what it would sound like yeah and it helps to be able to hear that come together because it's all just kind of like slow steps right well i'm pumped that i now have your hand-me-down hey, guitar. Yes, sir. <laughs> so i, I want to start dedicating at least a little bit of time to it dude and like literally like playing guitar is like the best part of a lot of my days like i love i look forward to being able to like play on my guitar yeah right now it's a chore for me but it won't it won't be for and i i went through that like i hated practicing my whole life growing up Mm -hmm. like it wasn't like i was like excited to practice yeah and it kind of built a bad relationship with the violin Mm -hmm. like taught me a lot of things but it's like it's not like i wake up i'm like i really want to play the violin today but with guitar it is and for yeah. me, what, what, what got me to that, like, oh, I really want to do this, is getting into, like, songwriting. Like, my own – making my own music. Mm-hmm. And it's, like, now I have, like, a purpose for why I'm learning guitar is to be able to write songs. Instead of just, like, why am I learning this violin? Like, yeah. to get to the top? Okay, I yeah. made it to the top. Now what do yeah. I do? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, I feel like intention is, like, so needed in yeah. everything that you do. Like, that's I, – I've that's, like, why I – feel like i fell out of skateboarding mm-hmm. it's like i mean you could of course do all because you kind of realize fun, i can't become a pro skater. yeah it's like you can and of course you can do this thing for fun and whatever but like i wanted to be the best at whatever i was doing yeah and like when i realized i couldn't be the best i was like all right well <laughs> let's uh switch to scootering dude and, and then, here's here's a thing to think about maybe guitar is the instrument right now but doesn't mean that you don't have to marry the guitar. You could just yeah. use it to be able to learn certain things and then say, you know, what? I'm going to switch over to keyboard. Mm-hmm. I'm going to switch over to uh, drums. You're allowed to do that. Yeah. And it's like learning languages. As you learn another one and another one. It gets one, easier and easier. It gets easier because the principles carry through. If you learn how to build a chord progression on a guitar, you'll be able to build a chord progression on the piano. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no. It I'm... teaches you the concept of chord progressions using the instrument Mm -hmm. i'm definitely the instruments that i'm attracted to are like guitar for sure um keys like piano like i really like a good like emotional uh piano like grand piano you know Uh like i don't really like like, open ballroom yeah yeah, echo and reverb yeah i don't really like like the the really like like that like that well i mean that feels like so not truman yeah yeah. (laughs) like that like tense like i feel like your music vibe is like chill like r&b yeah i know i love that stuff yeah Uh (laughs) mixed with like uh 80s style like Mm -hmm. blue nile like that singing that's Uh like so like right majestic yeah like literally when you said like you described your singing like floating on the Mm -hmm. songs i'm like that is like Truman's vibe, what you got to go for. Yeah. Because you have like a clear taste of music in curating other people's music, like building your, like mm-hmm. putting, like showing me new songs and like just like your taste of music. And so now taking that taste and evolving it into your own original music that is following the same compass. Right. You're still looking for the same sounds, mm-hmm. but now you're able to get closer to them because you're the one creating them. Yeah. You look at it and you say, okay, I what I like about these R&B chords is actually a lot of them 
are using, you know, seventh chords or a lot of them are doing this. So yeah. I'm going to start, I'm going to take that little part of it and I'm going to do that to make mine feel like that. Mm-hmm. That's a good point. Like, I feel like that's a really like beautiful thing about life is like you get inspirations like, uh, like Elon Musk and like Tesla, like building Tesla for him. It's like, a it's kind of like a project, like an art project or like a creative project. And uh-huh. it's like, he looked at like what, ford was doing he was looking at what like toyota was doing and he was like uh, yeah they're doing some cool things whatever but like this i think that there should be a car company out there that's like this and like he he built the car company that he wanted to have yeah. himself and like i feel like that's what's like cool about like music or really anything is like but for like talking specific specifically about music it's like I really like uh, Bon Iver. I like Japanese House. I like a little bit of No Rome. I like a little bit of uh, Blue Nile. Laney. I like a little bit about Laney. But, like, what would it be like if, like, like took the best parts about all of them yeah. and, like, put mixed it with this, you know? And it's, like, uh-huh. now now it's, like, exactly what I want. And it's, like, my music, you know what I mean? Yep. I feel like that's... Because that, even those artists that you mentioned, like Japanese House... She for sure drew inspiration from Bon Iver uh-huh. and said, what if a female yeah, yeah, used yeah. that vocoder uh-huh. yeah. like that? Yeah. Boom. Got Japanese house. And you love it. Yeah. Like mo- a lot of people love Japanese house more than Bon Iver. Like Ashley, Japanese house is like her favorite group. Yeah. Yeah. I know. I really like she definitely. And she like created. I love artists that like create a uh, a vibe or like an energy. Like, yeah. It's like, like a consistent she, energy. Yeah, like she creates like her own like world almost. Yeah. Like you when you put on Japanese house, you're in like a really weird like world. It's uh-huh. like not like it's not weird necessarily, but it's like a psychedelic unique, feeling. Yeah, it's like a unique feel whenever you put on that music. Like yeah. and it's consistent. You know? Consistency is so slept on. Yeah. So underrated. And I feel like that's kind of how my perspective is shifting going into twenty twenty is like I want to prioritize 20, 20, consist- 2021. Oh my God. We time traveled back in time on accident. <laughs> Pandemic hasn't even started yet. We have to go find ourselves right now and go warn them. Say buy GameStop. Yeah. Or, <laughs> buy, buy Bitcoin. Yeah, buy Bitcoin. Is that how a, a time traveler from the future would approach you? <laughs> like if yourself from the future came to uh, talk to you in the past. And just said, buy Bitcoin. <laughs> buy Bitcoin. <laughs> He's like, I'm coming from the year 2150, and Bitcoin is sitting at two million a coin. <laughs> Fifty thousand is nothing, bro. There's this uh, Reddit post that like, it's it's really it's really odd. But there's this Reddit post of this guy that is saying like, "Hey guys, I'm I'm from the future." And, uh, and he lays out all this stuff that happened uh-huh. and he's talking about Bitcoin specifically. He's like, Bitcoin is now at $2 million, all this stuff. And he's like, but it, it, it like turned out for the worse. He was like, it didn't work. Yeah. He was like, there's such a wealth gap now that like, there's mm. these freaking like trillionaires out there and like everyone is like rioting and all this stuff. And like, and it it's obviously like he's saying he's from the future so it's like 99 percent not real but well, like here's there's the still like a part of me that's like damn what if he is well like think about that yeah well the current state of the world is amplified based on the perspective of the media you mm-hmm. know like 
at a time in 2020, it felt like, oh my gosh, everyone is rioting. Like Antifa is going to come to our doorstep and shoot our babies. Yeah. You know, but just because of the news is kind of pushing that narrative, wanting us to think Mm -hmm. chaos is going. And so it's like in the future, I definitely think the wealth gap is going to continue to, you know, separate and people are going to continue to riot and fight. Mm -hmm. Like that gap is totally going to continue to separate. And the news is just going to amplify it even more. So it's going to feel even more apparent. Yeah. That's a really interesting Reddit post though. Jordan Peterson was on uh, Aubrey Marcus's podcast. Um, you know who that is? Co-founder of On It. Yeah. Um, he was on his podcast. It was like entrepreneurial quiz. That'd yeah. be a good like little game show. Yeah. It's like, who is Aubrey Marcus? Co-founder of On It. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Jordan Peterson was talking about that, how like it's it's now like there in the past there used to be like a consistent like global narrative that uh-huh. we could all like kind of agree upon and that like kind of held us all together as a unit, like to understand our story, so to speak, and mm-hmm. like where we were heading. But he says like the weird thing about like society right now is that like so many of the traditional like news publications are losing their credibility. Like no one trusts them anymore. And Mm. like, they're all skewing the story to favor their own beliefs. Uh huh. And like, he also said that like everything that you like, he said that like you can curate your social media, like what, what your consumption, like whatever you choose to, whoever you choose to follow, Mm -hmm is going to skew the story too because of like if i only follow republicans on across all platforms i'm going to see a specific uh story also if i follow only democrats i'm going to find a specific story like and it's like it's going to be like it's all kind of like the same story at the end of the day but they they uh tell it in their own way that's unique to like you know how like like wars like stuff that we we uh learn in the history books about like wars it's like yeah that stuff happened but it was told from like uh our perspective you yeah. know what i mean like it'd probably be a huge different like a different story than if uh we were reading a book from another country about the war you know like yeah. the perspective would be so much different yeah, you know like totally for them it'd be like the u.s just came in here and barged in and destroyed everything. And like our story is like we went in and saved the day. You know what <laughs> yeah. I mean? Like, and that's so, why certain countries <laughs> hate Americans. Yeah, yeah. Hate the U.S. Yeah. So it's like it's really it's a really weird like time that we're living in now because like it's really hard to know. Like the idea of truth is kind of like going out the window. You know, it's like. Mm. You know what I mean? Like, because what is true? But, well, it's yeah, like, it's like, it's like, what is true? It's like perspective at the end of the day. There's all you know? a whole bunch of just perspectives on it. Interesting. I'm curious of like what solutions are going to arise to this problem in the future. Yeah. I don't think I got any of the solutions, but there are other smart yeah. people I feel like that are actively working on this, that are totally aware of this problem. Yeah, because like the thing with uh, like with that whole like, structure of how social media is work it's like you confirmation bias is like so utilized in that like confirmation bias is like you only like if i believe x i'm going to only seek out evidence that supports x yeah you know and so like 
that's literally how like all social medias work because you're giving the power like to me to choose who I'm going to follow. And so I'm going to only follow the people that agree with me. You know what I mean? Like, Oh yeah. You're not going to follow someone you hate. Yeah. It's very rare that you go out of your way to like follow someone that you specifically disagree with, even though like that's really what you should be doing as like a collective is learning from other Other perspectives. perspectives because yeah, like just because you believe something, you don't want it to get validated. I mean, yeah. that yeah, I think I mean, that's a lot of people. They just yeah, want to be validated. Yeah, there's a, uh, yeah, we're acting, looking for validation. We're acting like everyone is thinking like that. You know what I mean? But most people are thinking like they're only looking for people that are supporting their belief systems. Yeah. You know, and like yeah, yeah, that's it's really hard to do that. Like, because even us, like it's like kind of like what we were talking about in the last episode, it's like, we also have to put our money where our mouth is and follow people that are in support of religion, you know? And Mm -hmm. like, we'll learn from them or like follow Mormons directly on social media, follow uh, the prophet. And like, is he like, not like agreeing with everything he says, but like also getting his perspective to make a educated guess of upon the whole thing. You know what I mean? Yeah. But, uh, because you can't just like block out everyone you disagree with because then you're just going to get hardened into your own uh, story more and more and more until yeah. you kind of like push every counter belief out. Does that make sense? Yeah. Well, I think that you should educate yourself equally on like all different beliefs. Yeah. Yeah. Learn about Islam, you know, mm-hmm. why, why why did 9-11 happen? Like, where does the extremism from ISIS stem from? Like, how can we ever solve those problems if we don't understand them, mm-hmm. how they're thinking? Mm-hmm. And same with, like, Buddhism and Christianity. Like, I feel like a lot of... Uh, I hate going there. I'm, I'm not going to go there. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not going to go there. But I think it's good to just learn about all different religions yeah. you know yeah so anyway uh, anyway that was close i was uh, we started swerving towards the edge there for a second but i whipped the, i'm like whipped the wheel i um was another thing that were you gonna bring something up oh i was just gonna go check your twitter oh, okay you can go there <laughs> you uh, can say what you're gonna say though uh, Another thing that's been on my mind lately and like kind of Jordan Peterson was talking about this as well, but like, I'm just like trying to think of like, uh, the ways that I can like get to the next version of myself Uh and like level up practically. Mm -hmm. And like, it comes down to like this word responsibility and accountability and like ownership. Yeah. Um, because well, I like started because I found this video on YouTube of Jordan Peter. It was like called Jordan Peterson gives advice to young guys in their twenties. Oh, I saw that too. And he said, uh, like, take on more responsibility, pretty much. Mm-hmm. And like, so like I was like, hmm, and like so that's just kind of been like I've been kicking that around in my mind for a little bit. But then like I woke up this morning with like, you ever like wake up in the morning and like something is just in your mind, like sitting there, like waiting for you to like realize it. Like, it's like you wake up with like the answer to something or yeah. whatever. It's like, it was that. And like, so I woke up with like the thought of in order to like get to the next level in your life, whatever that may be, you have to take on more responsibility, like 
put more on your plate essentially and like uh like so if you want to be like um like a better individual in society or something like start taking on more start like actively going out of your way to be like yeah i'll do that like yeah give me that i'll put that on my plate like start getting like signing up for more responsibilities yeah or like if you're like working at a job like start going like to your boss mean like what else can i do like put it on my plate you Mm -hmm. know it's like because and then like you like it's kind of like a misconception at least i have for myself is that like i'll just one day be there you know, like I'll yeah. just one day, uh, level up, but it's like, you have to kind of like put the, you have to level yourself up and you kind of have to like do, do a little like cart before the horse type thing. If that makes sense where you have to like, even though I may not be ready for certain things, I Take have on to, more than you can handle. I have to, yeah, I have to do that stuff now. That feels like, like the like, definition of the last five years of my life, to be honest. Yeah. And like, that's <laughs> like, like yeah for sure and like that's i feel like that's why we've grown so much is yeah. like we got into, we've been intentionally taken on way more than we can handle yeah like every we, step of the way like the like when i started learning photography it was like it wasn't like i mean like i i tried learning photography for a while like mm-hmm. it was like like i had a camera i flipped it over to manual whatever but like and i like watch videos on youtube i watch articles i even had like jocelyn show me some things but nothing clicked nothing clicked until i was in like in chicago with gerard and he was like yo yo get a pic you know Put on and, the spot and, yeah and i'm like oh, oh sh- my gosh that pain. oh like oh no you know and it's like yeah you're struggling you're freaking spinning the shutter up (laughs) (laughs) that's a bringing bringing the iso yeah and like ranking it (laughs) yeah and it's like crank that soldier boy like every shot you're taking at the beginning is like like boom too dark boom too overexposed boom not in focus boom and it's like but eventually you get it and then like eventually you're now a photographer yeah but like that that couldn't have happened until you went out of your situation yeah went out of your way to take on more than what you could currently handle you know what i mean it's interesting like you take on the title after you do something yeah yeah you call yourself a videographer after you make videos Mm -hmm. you call yourself a photographer after you take photos Mm -hmm. not before yeah yeah because before it feels like imposter syndrome it's like i'm not a photographer i've never even taken photos Mm -hmm. so the action comes before the result for sure yeah and that's an important lesson Uh uh-huh all right, so I want to do- uh, dive into a couple tweets because similar theme. Not making a decision is a decision. There's no free lunch. You can't just sit still and get off the hook. Make moves. Yeah. So that was one that I tweeted today, and it was like, um, it, again, I think that one was also inspired by something that Jordan Peterson said where he said like, he essentially said that where he was like, a lot of people think that like, they can just sit around and like wait for opportunity to come. And when opportunity comes, they can pick that perfect one and like whatever they can do it. Yeah. And like, that's what I, I've like gotten into the habit of myself over my life is like waiting, like waiting for like the right time to like, to jump on something, you know? And it's like, because like I reason it out in my mind that like, uh, it's better that way, you know? It, it's better to, like, sit and be prepared and be like, oh, boom, you know? But, like, and but that can easily be, like, masked as, like, it can quickly, like, 
mold into like fear and yeah, like not wanting not wanting to take action and like sitting back and like waiting for things to come to you and stuff and like when you realize that because like i had it reasoned out in my mind that like when like that i wasn't making decisions then like that i was like just waiting you know mm-hmm. but when you understand that like that is a decision like you're making a decision to sit there you know and like so and then it's like because a lot of people are like, oh, I can't make decisions, you know? But it's like, you are making a decision to sit there, you yeah. know? It's better to make a decision in, like, the right direction. Like, start making micro decisions that are going to be moving you Ooh. there. But, like, you can't just sit there because, like, metaphorically speaking, like, cars are still driving around. They're going to hit you, you know? Like, yeah. you, it's like you're playing that Frogger game. You can't just sit in the middle of the road, like... You may be safe right now, but there's an 18 wheeler that's a mile away that's yeah. coming towards you, and uh-huh. like eventually that's gonna hit you. If like you so, you keep... have to keep moving. Like, yeah. and so like if you're sitting still, like it's not it's like I equated sitting still in my own life as like life is also sitting still with me, mm-hmm. and like that I can just like kick it here, and like life will just pause and wait for me to make a decision. Yeah, but life is still moving around us, and those cars are going to hit you. Something is going to happen. Like if you don't keep moving, like those things are going to happen regardless. And so it's better to keep moving to like stay out of the way. And like, even if those things do come, it's like you're moving forward, you know? Yeah. Like if you still push through it. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's like, this is a, a crucial component to balance with goal setting because goal setting is like setting the navigation mm-hmm. and then, to get there, you have to do the doing. You have to start moving. Yeah. You have to make moves. And so the gas those decisions that you're making that are moving towards something is hopefully moving towards your goals mm-hmm. because that's the bigger picture of controlling where you're going, setting the goal, and then making decisions based on that goal in mind. Mm-hmm. That's why a vision for a company is so important so that every decision that the company makes is based on a common goal. And if you can get your team members aware of that vision – then everyone can make decisions based on that common goal. Yeah. And then a strategy is just the way that you're going to get there. It's the execution and, plan. And that can change. Like that's like, if it you, w- yeah, it does. If change. we're going from Utah to California, like that's the goal, that's the vision. But the strategy is like, okay, we're going to go out down here. We're going to take a left on I 15, mm-hmm. but the strategy can change. Like what if, what happens like if there's a roadblock yeah there's a roadblock it's like okay uh like we can't just sit here and wait we got to get to california let's back up we might be going backwards for 50 miles but we're gonna get on a different route and we're eventually yeah so it's like we know that we're moving backwards so that we can move forward at the end of the day yeah and that's the definition of instacart over 2020 yeah i heard this uh quote that i really like it said like be like unchanging on your vision uh-huh. but be changing on your the way that you get there like mm. like be uh like the, adapting yeah adapt be like a, be adaptable with like how you're gonna get there because that that part is gonna have to change day to day but mm-hmm. like you have to be like specific on like like uh what you want like elon musk wanted to make like his goal is like uh to help push the uh adoption of electric vehicles mm-hmm and it's like he had a plan back in 2008 of how he was going to do that. And like most of it was like on point, but like the Model X, that car wasn't involved in the original plan. That was like another thing that like he threw on top. It was just like, a, okay, people want an SUV. 
I know it wasn't in the original plan, but let's give them an SUV and like I give feel the like, people what they want. I feel like that's one of their biggest vehicles that really like put them on the map. You it's know, my favorite one. Yeah, yeah, and because you're gonna be adapting every like the customers and the that you work with are gonna give you the answers to what problem you're solving yeah. mm-hmm. because those are the people that are also facing the problem, and I'm really excited for like the future of getting feedback and results on everything that we do. Mm-hmm. That's how you refine it. The yeah. way that the podcast has gotten to this point and then season two, as we change and from all the way from when we were doing the connecting creators podcast, when we're failing left and right mm-hmm. was based on those failures, trying again and keep going, you know, yeah. as long as we got, it's like humans, they don't like change, you know, like, hold on, keep talking. I really have to pee. I'm going to be real quick, so just keep ranting for a little bit. Humans don't like change, but the thing is, like, to grow, you have to change. Like, if you think of yourself in the most peak version, it's different from where you are right now, and that's called change. But people are scared to change because it can go both ways. You can also uh, change for the worse. And I feel like... um, Setting goals is all about that change. All right, I'm going to go through some of Truman's retweets uh, while he's not here. That All right, this one is so Truman. It says, early mornings hit better than late evenings. That screams Truman. He goes to bed at 6 p.m. and wakes up at 3 in the morning. Just kidding, not 3 in the morning. But All right, another one from at Fit Founder, Dan Go. I'll be happy when dot, dot, dot. And then a little space, and it says, no, you won't. I'll be happy when. That's, that ain't it. You got to learn to love the present moment. Um, Let's see, this next one. You know what, while Truman's not here, I'm going to go to my Twitter and uh, shine some funny tweets. Oh, he's coming back. Okay, so... I was just while you were gone gonna share a funny tweet. That's because you you did a good job at talking about that last one. Thanks. Because we it's like that's the that's the best part about this whole explain that tweet mm-hmm. is like the tweet is only 140 characters or so. Yeah, yeah. But to. I want to hear the context that mm-hmm. you give to it, and then it will be cool is when people talk to us more on Twitter in the future. Like yeah, yeah. it just opens up the conversation. But uh, this tweet, one of my favorite memes, says bank account. Fourteen hundred and five cents. <laughs> McDonald's cashier, you asked how much for the French fries. Me, I said how much for the franchise. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh! All right, now that you're back, though, I'll go back to your Twitter. Um, let's see. I went through two of your retweets, and then let's do maybe one more original tweet. Oh, this kind of is. It's funny because. This is similar to what we were talking about earlier of how the result comes af- after the action. And your tweet from six days ago says, motivation comes after action, not before. Do something, the rest will follow. That's really interesting because oftentimes you get more motivated the more success you get. Yeah. Like I was more, I became more motivated as a photographer once I identified as a photographer mm-hmm. and versus when I was just like taking pictures for fun. Yeah. Same with like, uh, you know, our business. Once you kind of like rip off the corny perception of being an entrepreneur, if you're actually starting businesses, that's just the title of what you do. 
Right, right. And yeah. so motivation comes after action. Um, it's really interesting because most people don't get to the success part and they don't get the motivation because they fail and they give up. Mm-hmm. But that's why you have to fail and keep going because it's not easy at yeah. all. Like this shit yeah. has been way harder than I ever expected, bro. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah, you, you know, right. we're doing it together. Yeah. And I like, like, I, I never in a million years expected it to be this hard. Yeah. Even when we were like living in Jersey and we're like walking, it's like late at night, we're walking home from like a frat party and we're talking about like, all right, I want to set a goal to make a hundred thousand dollars. Yeah. I forgot that we did that. Even something like that. We haven't necessarily hit like a hundred thousand dollars in mine or your bank account. We haven't hit that. Yeah, yeah. And so that was a goal we set five years ago. Mm-hmm. So it's hard. Yeah, I think like the hardest part for me is like uh, the uncertainty. Like not in the not in the sense of like, oh, like I don't know where we'll be in a year from now. Like that you know mm-hmm. i don't it's not that it's like the uncertainty of like there's no rule book for this like yeah. there's you when well, most people aren't doing this yeah it's like it's 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 relative i'm not gonna say it's like easy but it's easier to go get like a job working for someone because you have the rule book it's like yeah you show up there you do what they say you collect your paycheck and you go home uh-huh. and it's like i'm not saying that's an easy life because there's things that come with that as well but it's like you don't have that like mental gymnastics going on in your head every single second of the day. Like yeah. uh, there's like, like with running a business, it's like there's, there's no one that's telling you like, Oh yeah, you're doing like, you're doing everything right right now. Like it's like, it's you, there's always that thing in your back of your head of like, uh, could things be better? Like, are we doing things wrong right now? Are uh-huh. we like, is there another opportunity that we're completely missing out on? Like, yeah. is there, is this client happy? Is this whatever? Like, there's always like a million questions. Mm-hmm. You kind of have to be questioning everything, whether it's like questioning uh, yourself as a leader, questioning the products you're selling, questioning the positioning of your offer. Like, yeah. it's like there's never really something that you 100% know until like people are paying for stuff and they're happy and stuff like that. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. there's just so much that you have to build from the ground up and like, no one's helping you. And so it's like really uh, difficult to like feel like you're accomplishing something. You know what I mean? Like I, I totally know what you mean, but it also makes it so that when we do accomplish things, it feels that much better. Yeah. Because yeah. look, there's ups and downs and it's hard, but that's not to say that you will not get small wins throughout the process. Mm-hmm. There's things all the time that, that happen that just are like, this is why it makes the whole thing worth it. Like yeah. going on a shoot and not touching a camera and just like directing a whole thing. Mm-hmm. It's like, well, that felt good to complete a project without being little bitch boy and being overwhelmed. Or like when you make, when we yeah. do get a big client yeah. and we get like, whoa, like there's money in the bank account. Yeah. Like we're able to pay a team. Like we're able to put money in someone else's pocket. Yeah. Like yeah. those things feel amazing. Uh-huh. But, in terms of like getting a business that's profitable where also our personal bank accounts are also profitable is a whole nother level. Yeah, yeah. Especially if you're removed like from the Yeah. The when, weeds. Yeah. Is what it, they call it. Right, right. 
Yeah. That's but you cool. have to be removed from the weeds. And in the process of yourself being out there, you don't get as much money. Like when you have like a project with like a team to pay mm-hmm. and like a budget and all this stuff versus yeah. when you're doing it all yourself, you yeah. can like, oh, take more of the profits. Yeah. But when you have a team, it's like we're taking a much smaller percentage of the profit but facilitating something bigger. Yeah. And to get that consistent over time, oh. Yeah. And yeah, that's that's why a lot of like freelancers when they start out are like really attracted to like being a freelancer mm-hmm. is like they get more of the money up front. Yeah. But like that's like I, I'm going to get drained. I'm done with that lifestyle. Like yeah, we same. we experienced that for a long time and it's like yeah, you get like and we were like pretty expensive, you know. It's like yeah, we just got like 4 grand and we're like splitting that, you uh-huh. know. And, but it's like this project won't be done for another two, three months. And it's like, yeah, it's really like it's like you it's not consistent. It's, it's it's you. You become like an employee of that project, so to speak. Like, yeah, it's not as glamorous as like people make it seem like it's not like you just go in there and you have full creative control of everything. It's like you, are, you have expectations. You're hired reach. by that that business or that individual to come in and perform based upon what they want. Yeah. And like, so now you're an employee to them, essentially. I mm-hmm. mean, you're like a contractor, but like, and you have a little bit of control in that regard, but like still you have to please them and go like do whatever they say, essentially. Yeah. And so you're kind of an employee mm-hmm. and for like two, three months and then you're done and then you're off to another one. And so it honestly is like more draining because you have a new boss every two months or whatever. Like you know? each client turns into your boss. Yeah. 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 So, Literally, I think, yeah, you max out at maybe five or six of those yeah. until you're just, like, done for. Like, yeah. And then you crash and burn. Uh-huh. And you don't, you don't ever want to touch the craft that you were in. You it know? puts a bad taste in your mouth. Yeah. Like, I, I'm i still in that phase. Like, I don't ever want to, like, like, I'm never, like, pumped to go take photos or pumped to go do a video. Like, I still, I mean, with still, my personal yeah. projects, like, yeah. if I'm like, yo, it's like, and I think we can get you back to that place. Yeah. I think it's the world of client work. Like once we're doing more fun, yeah. like we've been working on this VR documentary mm-hmm. and you've been on the other side of the camera yeah. and then I'm behind the camera. Mm-hmm. And I feel like that may even be another spot where you are going to thrive in the production process is being a host to yeah. certain videos because yeah. you have a very like a natural voice mm-hmm. like that's like easy it's like easy to listen to like if you're doing like voiceovers or narrating yeah um and also you're like you're really educated yeah i'm curious about a lot of things like that's you're curious that's what drives me that's what drives my learning is like i have like an insatiable curiosity that like mm. uh needs to be fed yeah like, and that's something that i've just always had from a young age like just asking questions like why why this why that like whatever just like driving around town with my parents whatever i'm just like asking them questions yeah and that thankfully has never left like i think that's one of my biggest like skill sets or like uh assets is like always being curious Mm -hmm. and that has like fed my knowledge like there's no way that i would be reading books or like listening to podcasts or whatever if I didn't want to, you know, yeah. it's like a reading is like a chore for most people. And like, 
I, I would say that reading is harder for me than it is looking like reading, uh, like listening to an audiobook, obviously. Yeah. But like, cause it involves more focus, but like, I, I feel like I get more though out of that focus. Yeah. Like I, I want to do those things because it's like filling a desire of like meeting that curiosity, you know? Bro. And I mean, there's also like a sense of satisfaction when you finish a book, like just like turning that last page and like, yeah. like the physically closing it and like, yeah. oh, like, oh, wow, I yeah. just finished this book. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, uh, Honestly, I've been like not reading as much lately, and I also haven't been listening to podcasts as much because I haven't been driving because yeah. my car issues. Yeah. So, but I'm feeling like getting back into consistently reading, mm-hmm. like specifically consistently bullet journaling again mm-hmm. because I've been on a little break since like the start of the new year. It's kind of when I uh, paused bullet journaling. Mm-hmm. It's been, like, enough time for me to, like, reflect on it. And honestly, it's crazy, like, how powerful my old journal feels. Like, I can feel the energy when it's closed yeah. to where it, like, intimidates me to open it up. Because when I open it, there's so many emotions in there that I feel. Yeah, it's, yeah. It it's probably sounds kind of crazy, but I'm, like, dead serious. And so looking at a blank notebook and seeing the potential, it's getting me excited to get back into bullet journaling. So it's like I want a journal, you know? Like, cause I got into it cause I was really wanting to, but then after, you know, eight months to a year, especially when the year is 2020 that you're documenting by the end of it, there was so much going on that I just kind of like stopped, stopped wanting to as much. Yeah. And I just, you know, go with my natural energy. Like, mm-hmm. okay, maybe give yourself a natural pause. And now I'm coming back to a place where that natural energy is like, start writing again more. Like, yeah. Get back into journaling. Yeah. A little bit every day is worth it. Than trying to do a lot here and there to yeah. just keep up on your story. Right. Yeah. Cause that's, that was my problem before is I'd be like, Oh man, we're doing this crazy trip to Columbia and I don't want to forget this story that's so specific. And then I'll just like, uh, spend a few hours writing like 10 to 20 pages in one sitting. And then I won't write anymore. Yeah. Or like Korea, Korea and Japan. It was like, I was writing a lot. And I still have more from that trip that I want to write about that I didn't even write about because I just like it like dumped a ton and then just like stopped. Mm-hmm. But bullet journaling is all about consistency, mm-hmm. and maybe even connecting bullet journaling with seventy five hard because of the habit trackers that I do. Yeah, where yeah. you can like each individual habit tracker can be read ten pages, uh, do one indoor workout, one outdoor workout, drink a gallon of water. Don't drink alcohol, follow a diet. And then I'll have my other ones as well. Yeah. Cause I usually have like eight to 12, but it like changes. Cause those are always changing based on ones that I'm like adding or ones that I'm taking away. Yeah. If maybe one month I'm like, okay, dude, you really should like take a break from Dr. Pepper and do no soda. Yeah. Then I'll add one that says no soda. Mm-hmm. And then I mark it every day that I didn't drink yeah. soda. Yeah. So th- what's cool is how the bullet journal evolves with you. Mm-hmm. Like it's fully like you create what's called a spread every single month. And that spread will have templates of different types of pages that you fill out throughout the month. So one template is gratitude. Just write down another one. I mean, it's like there, this is where you get creative and you customize it mm-hmm. and you can watch videos on YouTube of other people's uh, specifically like, 
there's a lot of women that have really good bullet journals yeah. where they're tracking like they're their, really their uh, menstrual cycle. <laughs> their, you can track everything, yeah. your diet, your sugar intake, your calorie intake, your steps, like mm-hmm. taking the information from the health app and writing it down. Yeah. Um, but it's interesting. I was listening to a Joe Rogan episode with this guy named Robert Bigelow. Do you know who he is? No. He's a big uh, invest. He's like a billionaire and an investor in to research of the world of UFOs mm. and also the world of like consciousness and understanding consciousness. So he has a couple different uh, organizations that are like pretty big. They he's the one that I'm pretty sure he funded. Uh, Maybe Bob Lazar's documentary, oh, but okay. he works with Greg Knapp and George uh, Cor- or Jeremy Corbell, mm-hmm. um, and also is like researching the topic of like consciousness. Mm-hmm. But he was on Joe Rogan, and they were talking about uh, like psychics. Yeah, and he was like working with how he wor- works with a psychic, and the way that these psychics work is this thing oh man i'm forgetting what it's called exactly it's like a form of essentially what you do is it's like mindless writing and you're channeling a spirit or something through just writing you know it's like just kind of like writing without thinking about it Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and honestly that kind of makes me think about how i think about freestyling like rapping is like i'm just rapping without thinking about it I'm just I'm following a rhythm and a flow, and then the words like just kind of come. But he was saying that this was a technique that psychics use, where they just write without thinking, and that made me think a lot about my bullet journaling because a lot of my there there's different ways that you can write. You know, like you can one process thoughts and write out like really well, like uh you know, Marcus Aurelius type book. What's his book called again? Meditations. Meditations. You know. Or you can write like a journal where it's just like straight thoughts. Mm -hmm. So I've been writing like that where it's just like I don't even go into it with an idea of what I'm just going to start writing. And just like whatever my mind, whatever comes to my mind is going to the pencil. Mm -hmm. And um, I don't know. It's just really interesting that people uh, can. I want to learn more about people that do that. Like that just kind of like write like they don't think about what they're going to write. But in a more like how they interpret it is more so what's interesting, and Joe Joe Rogan plays like the devil's advocate in that conversation of like he uh, doesn't he thinks that most psychics are phonies, mm-hmm. which I feel like also is probably more towards where my perspective lies. However, it doesn't mean that all psychics are phonies. Yeah, I feel like there may be you know some special hu- magic individuals out there that can do certain things, but I feel like there's more frauds that act like they can do those things that kind of dilute uh the believability yeah i don't know yeah that's more so uh just kind of my speculation my my thoughts but um it was a really interesting conversation because robert bigelow also used to own skinwalker ranch Mm. in utah Mm -hmm. and then another guy bought it from him in like 2016 and there's a series on hulu about Skinwalker Ranch of new research that they've been doing from this new billionaire owner who's has like a team of researchers dedicated towards observing and like figuring out why is that specific 
area of land such a UFO hotspot yeah. and has been for 200 years. Mm-hmm. So it's pretty interesting how that story is continuously evolving because as new people buy the ranch, new research is done, more money is put towards the process. So, yeah, I started watching the show last night. That's kind of why I'm it's like on my mind. But uh, I fell asleep. Doesn't mean that it's a sleeper-worthy show, but I fell yeah. asleep. Anyway, I think this was a dope podcast, and we should wrap it up. You got any final thoughts? I got, I got one more final thought. All right, I'm down. I just want to get out. Let's um, do it. Something that I – there's – I'm just kind of like uh, analyzing like the personal development space and okay. like how like destructive it can be at times. Mm. Like – and how aimless it can be. Like, yeah. Because, like, a really common phrase in that, like, industry and in that is kind of, like, popular these days is, like, become the best version of yourself. Yeah. And the biggest, like, flaw that I see with that is, like, who, like, define that. Like, who is the best version of yourself? Like, what is the best version of yourself? And, like... It's completely relative it's, to who it's, you yeah. are. Well, and it's, like, there's no aim. There's no practical, like, like... There, it's like you you can get better, become the best version of yourself by doing literally anything. Like I can uh, start walking every day. I can do whatever. I can not drink soda, and it's it's kind of like uh, scattered. But like if I or or it's like it leads you to just like consume like tons of stuff because you va- you ration it in your mind that like well it's making me a better person you're chasing other people's better persons yeah. not your own yeah or it's it's like uh like people what makes one person a better person may also make you a better person but is not necessarily going to yeah it's like um cuz like i'm talking from like my perspective and like things that i've noticed that i do it's like like following that, like I want to get better every day. Like I want to be the best version of, my, of myself, and it's like it leads me to just like consume, like let's say books and podcasts, like consume tons of stuff or like YouTube videos. Like, uh, like I'll I'll be like, is this book gonna make me like better? Is this YouTube video gonna make me better? But it's like, yeah, it may. Like it's not gonna make me worse, but it's like still using up my time, like a finite resource, and it's like. I need like I'm get, I'm watching like one video that's making me better in this direction, one that's in this direction. What like and it's like they're all I guess making me better on some level, but it's like pulling me in a million different directions. Like one video is saying like, uh, like you need to work out and meditate, or you need to meditate every day. Another one's like you need to work out every day, or like you need to do this or whatever. And it's like all those things are good, but like, uh, you need to kind of like pick a lane and go like hard as hard as hell in that direction. hard as hell <laughs> like you need to kind of define what you want your best self to be you yeah. know like or like a better way is like like be intentional about like what like you want to actually get better at now like because it's like a lot of people it's just like you may get better at like it's just like consuming a bunch of stuff that's like yeah it's like good information and like uh 
could be making you better, but like, it's not like strategized. Like, yeah. like I, what would be better? And what I'm trying to do in my life right now is like define like the, the next version. Like if we're doing this, like V1, V2s, like what's like the next version update of Truman? v 2 Oh, <laughs> <laughs> like what's the next update that I want to have of myself? Yeah. And like, Mark down what those things are. Like, I want to improve my speaking skills. I V2 to... Truman now picks up Starbucks for everyone every day. Nervous laughs. Or, like, I want to get better at, like, making firm decisions. Yeah. Like, I want to get better at, like... Making fast decisions. Fast decisions. I want to get better at execution. Like, these things. Rather than, like... Confidence. Rather than, like, just kind of, like, arbitrarily picking, like, things that you see on social media. Like, yeah. where it's, like, people are, like, uh, like, you, you, like, you should be working on your communication skills. And it's, like, yeah, like, that, that could help, you know. But, like, is it helping me get to the next version of myself, yeah. you know. Or, like. And uh, it's, like, it, I like what you said there. The next version, yeah. not the best version. Yeah. The best version keeps you trapped in the future. Yeah, yeah. The next version is what's right in front of you. Right, yeah. And, like, that's something that, um, like, Dan Pena talks about where he, like, he really just hates the personal development space because he says that, like, he, like, he's kind of, like, the whole personal development space is kind of a scam because it's, like, the biggest, like, flaw is that, you can't define personal development. Personal development is something that you're always chasing after. Yeah. And therefore like you're always buying more books. You're always buying more courses. You're always doing this. And like it's that works in that person's favor. That's selling you the course because you're never going to arrive. Like you're always going to be growing. Mm -hmm. And I feel like that's kind of like a lie that we've been sold sometimes is that like you always need to like you do always need to be growing but like but like this you, book is gonna solve your yeah, problems you need to you need to be like very picky about like what direction you want to be heading in and like only consume books and information on that specific thing until yeah. you get really good at that and then then you can do other things or whatever but like you can't just do a shotgun approach to your personal development and like uh think that that's gonna get you anywhere you yeah. know what i mean like you're going to be more intel. You you may be more knowledgeable on a array of different things, like. But like, I want to be more picky about like what I'm consuming. Like if I want to, like I said, if I want to get better at making decisions, like, uh, I want to consume like ten different books on decisions. Like, and this is cool because this is like a a, a reading technique that, uh, you kind of brought into my world that changed the game for me, was. It's like using books like references, like rather than like getting a book and be like, I'm going to read it start to cover. Yeah. It's like in this moment, I'm feeling like I need to know, I need to up my sales game. Mm -hmm. So I'm going to read a sales book specifically and then I'm only going to read it until I get what I need to take out of it and then I'm going to go and execute and then if I need to reference the book again later, I can, but maybe the next day I'm like, oh, I really can't stop thinking about, um, you know, UI UX design. Mm -hmm. Boom, get a UI UX design book, then read it until you get what you are needing out of it. Yeah. But don't push it longer than you need to and don't just randomly read whatever. Yeah. It's like being intentional with your book and then reading it for what it's got and, re and then referencing it over time. Yeah. 
and like there's also just like a very like in the personal development space it's kind of like a trend to like read whatever book is hot but like and like there's a lot of books that i've read that have really like like david goggins book is like one that like really did i can say like change my life in a Mm -hmm. new way where i like put into perspective like the value of like just grinding it out and like hard work and like discipline and that stuff and like but that is one of those books that's like top of the charts whatever like it's like how the alchemist is like or the think and grow rich where it's like everyone no matter like what social like whatever networking event you're at someone's gonna say that that's their favorite book you know and it's like it's kind of a trap i think when you just like read top books because like it just kind of makes you a general person Uh uh-huh it's i feel like it's better to like again like define who you want to be like the next version like how can you like what how like what can you do today to make you better next month like push you in the direction that you want to be in your life and then find the books that are going to support that you know it's just kind of like at least for me i've been like haphazardly going after different books and whatever like getting better like that like i rationalize that aspect like well, it's making me better and it's better than Netflix, you know, but it's uh-huh. like you're still not like being as focused and intentional as you could be with like your intelligence, you know, yeah. like like just because a book is good, like it's not about that. It's like, it, yeah, sure, it's a good book, but like is it going to help you get to where you want to go, you know? Yeah, it's like like what you're saying on a previous episode maybe instead of reading the book, you could listen to a podcast with yeah. the author yeah. and hear their context. Uh-huh. And maybe that's going to... It's going to be enough. It's going to be enough. Or it'll say... Or it'll confirm or deny if that book does have the answers you're looking for. Yeah. Yeah. hmm So that's slept on. Like, that's what I like about podcasts as well is, like, it gives you the context around the book. Yeah. Even mm-hmm. if it's not with... if, Like, even if you just search Think and Grow Rich... And you just find someone else's podcast who's random, but they're talking about it. You can hear their perspective on it. It doesn't even need to be the author a lot of the times. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But honestly, I would say I'm not reading enough. And we got to bring the uh, book club to light. Yeah. Season two, possibly. Mm -hmm. I was thinking like even – if we don't want to... Like a next episode? Like do the book thing uh, ASAP Rocky? Yeah. Well, what I was going to say was I was thinking of just adding like a book list on my personal website just in the time being until we like... Because uh, be, I mean, it'd be, That's sick, move. it'd be sick to have like a... An episode with each book? Yeah. Or a series of episodes with each book? Yeah. Or like a Conversations with Humans book list. That's like both of ours, you know? But, like, until we have a standalone website or whatever. Yeah. Like, we can't really... I don't want to put that on the Temple Mill site. You know what I mean? What would be cool would be for each book, there's a blog post. And in the blog post, it summarizes the podcast. Yeah. And then gives links to all the podcast episodes. Yeah. That is value. Well, y'all heard it here first. Get ready for it. Buckle up because it's going to get crazy. (laughs) It's going to get crazy up in here. Crazy, bro. Crazy. And if you're listening right now, you're a real one. If you like it, it would mean a lot if you left us a review on, like, Apple Podcasts or, you know, you could follow us on social media at Convos with Humans. You know what it do. And, uh, 
Yeah, we got more. Is this this is thirty four? Um, I don't know. Or thirty five. So. I think it's thirty four. Thirty four. All right, that means one more, and then we're going into season two. Oh, yeah. You guys aren't ready for season two. Yeah. It's gonna be lit. All right, lit. Well, catch y'all on the flip. Catch on the flip. <laughs>